sorry. I think I got. Hello, no, 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 Justin. No, Justin was first to go. Yeah, let it rip. Starting it. No, I like this. Please. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Zone. Dad, you're not a. Hey, welcome to the Adventure Zone. Thank you so much for being here. Today we'll be doing an extended universe adventure of the Adventure Zone Balance. Our first. The rough draft of our podcast, as everyone calls it. We started, <laughs> we didn't know pass. what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, and it just kept getting better. So Don't I, laugh. I'm really just realizing, gosh, I hope everybody has heard that, or else this, this particular one might be a little bit hard to follow. Nah, you'll have a great time. Who here has never listened to The Adventure Zone before? More That's than more, I would have thought. More than I expected. More than I would have liked. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I'll how many it. of those people, if you were one of those people, is here on a date? What is that? That's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. I just to wanted do that. to put even more pressure on us. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so weird. Hey, do you all want to get started and then we'll introduce our characters in media res? Uh, sure. Fantastic. In a cosmos. Far beyond the stars. The 12 planes of existence that make up our reality move along their preordained paths. Elemental realms shaped into perfect disks revolve around a center point, the prime material plane where most of our story has taken place. These planes feed it with the energies that sustain it in a perfect practice dance, or at least it was until one of the planes has begun to misbehave. It goes by many names, the plane of thought, of ingenuity, of cunning. Regardless of titles right now, it is a plane out of step with the rest. Dark, emerald clouds drift across its surface, illuminated by flashes of brilliant yellow light, and all of a sudden, one flash disrupts the silence of this scene. A bolt arcs across the expanse, connecting the prime material plane and the plane of thought with explosive momentary force, and in that exact moment, in the sky far above a city, much larger and technologically advanced than any our heroes have seen before, the clouds part, and Taco, Merle, and Magnus plummet, dressed in their nightwear, torn from their beds in one world and tossed screaming toward their doom in another. What do you do? I, also, I, who are you? Uh, I land on my juicy butt for padding. Okay, I'm no. about to roll a lot of dice. No. What do I do? I'm falling. I don't have magic. Why am I talking? I was going to say, bold for you to go first. Um, yeah, I mean. Who I, are you? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm Taco. <laughs> From TV. Yeah. And uh, I have a, uh, oh, wait. I was pulled out of my bed at night. I don't have any of my. None of you have any of your gear. gear. Yeah. In fact, I, while you introduce yourselves, I would love to know what you have on you based on your bedtime sort of routine. Well, I'm a machete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got my mini auto gyrocopter that I always sleep with. Yeah. Dad, Dad get his penguin umbrella. <laughs> it's really yeah. sleep aid. I, have, I have my life-size body pillow of, of my waifu. <laughs> That's, I don't think how you pronounce that. No, I don't that. think it is either. 
<laughs> Do you all know that they these jokers, and by these jokers, I mean everyone that works at our company other than me, shot down life-size body pillows of us as a merchandise item? What a bad... And not, I didn't. Not of our not. characters, mind you. No, of just Justin a, Griffin just, and Travis. Just us. So I voted against it because I was not included in the merchandising <laughs> idea. Um, okay, uh, Clint, why don't you introduce your character? Justin didn't tell us what he does. I'm, maybe I'm he's thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, standing before you is... Falling, plummeting towards the surface of a city far more technologically advanced than... Falling past your vision very rapidly um, is Merle High Church. Perhaps not the same Merle High Church that you all remember. This, this is a Merle High Church who's had a change in his life. He has adopted a more reflective, contemplative yeah. Cool. Stance. Yeah, this cool. sort of born-again Christian vibe that you're going to be bringing is definitely... Yeah, I think my big complaint about uh, Merle up to this point was too active. Yeah. <laughs> too accomplished. Did too much stuff. The the old Merle would have gotten quite angry at remarks like that. Yeah, but sure. Uh, the new so, Merle just yeah, lets yeah. it run like water off his his back. Travis? I'm Magnus Burnsides. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I... Aim for an awning. Anything big, a net, a big oh, thing. okay. Anything I see that might break my fall. Okay, Magnus, we'll say, Magnus, you were uh, teleported in uh, into this city uh, a little bit sooner than the others. You're in my jammy armor. You're in your jammy armor. I'm going to say that it doesn't provide much in the way of no, AC. It, no, it's still flannel. It's just exactly the same. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's got like, lots of AC. Oh, yeah. cute. Oh, cute. Oh, that's, all right, fun. Yeah, sure, I got you. Yeah. Um, make. Uh, and my teddy bear, Magnus Jr. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't feel like I should be confusing Dad about the rules of 5e. Dad, a AC is still armor class. <laughs> I don't want oh, you to. Oh. There's no way Dad knew what AC stood Dad's for. Dad's armor in the first class place. is 18. Yeah, that's How pretty good. How is Merle's armor class 18? Uh, okay, why don't you make. I'm going to say. A pretty high dexterity saving throw as you aim to land on an awning. Um, unless, why don't you actually give me an investigation check of the city you're falling Ow, towards ooh. below to try, or perception check to try to find a nice soft surface. What's better? None of them. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Um, that is a. 13, investigation. Doesn't matter. They're no, both plus okay. zero. No, you all are falling towards uh, a, a pretty open city street with not a lot of awnings. There's a hot dog cart with an umbrella that is pretty big. Um, and so that seems to be the best sort of uh, case scenario for you. I cast enlarge on the buns. Now, hold on. No one else, no one else talk. No one else talk but Justin. Yes. Yes. Say that sentence again with maybe a little bit more specificity. As taco. As to the bun buns. I cast in large on the hot dog buns. Okay. Oh, damn. I thought we were looking at a bounce thing there. I thought I was looking out of getting out of leg day for a while. <laughs> uh, 
I just I have the rules open to try and find uh, the the descriptions of these spells, and I, I in my excitement just typed D and D five E buns. Um, <laughs> I have it here in front of me if you'd like. I'm a professional. Yes, now. please. And I I played enough Baldur's Gate to finally understand the rules. The rules of D and D. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. The Are you hung up on the part where it says the target size doubles in all dimensions? <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say this. If you cast it on all the buns... That's what I was saying. The pile of buns as a singular object. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Justin has done you a, a, a favor here, Travis. I'm going to say instead of being a very, very high uh, dexterity saving throw with disadvantage, it's just a regular dexterity saving throw. And wait, is he going for my buns? The big pile of buns, yeah. That's my if it works, I'll catch you. No, it's my big pile of buns. Well, it's hey, Magnus is Lois. Can it be our big pile of buns? I need... A that's a 15 dexterity saving throw, plus yes. three, 18. Okay, yeah, on an 18, you smash down into a giant pile of hot dog buns that were sitting on a uh, picnic table that you... I'm sorry, say picnic again? Picnic table yeah. that you do shatter uh, underneath the weight of your body. You also, there's a hot dog vendor standing at the table going, what's happening with my buns? Uh, and then a man falls through them, and he's like... Whoa, he just takes off running. He's very scared. That's a scary thing to have happened. Um, so, Magnus, uh, you don't take any damage. These are big, pillowy buns. Taco, however, I will say that your gambit for landing safely has been thoroughly destroyed by Magnus. That was, I had made it so clear to you, to everyone, that it was my pile of buns. Yeah. Better think of another plan and fast. I just use a second level spell slot. Can I catch him? Yeah, catch me. Like in Princess Bride. Wait, you may not have to. Okay. Okay, okay I let him fall. <laughs> Merle looks down and sees a, uh, a, a store on this street near the hot dog vendor. Yeah. And it has a leafy green plant on the front of it, like a green sign. It looks very interesting, so he figures... Are you telling me that Merle would not recognize a marijuana leaf on site? This is not his plane. Okay. Marijuana's I... marijuana everywhere you go, Clinton. <laughs> so Merle casts plant growth. Okay. Hoping that a nice big cushion of... Yeah, sure. Cush. A nice cushion? Cushion. cushion. <laughs> he said, acting like he meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so with this, uh, you can... Uh, uh, they become thick and overgrown. A creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot it moves. Okay. We have been playing for about 15 minutes, and we've already had juicy buns and overgrown bush. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, okay, so are both of you aiming? Uh, Merle, let's say this. Merle, if this is the direction you want to go uh, on your journey, I am going to make you make a dexterity saving throw, too. Uh, but this is a relatively soft uh, uh, place that you've created for yourself okay. to go into. And as he falls, he points to Taco and says, Cushion! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Roll that. that is a six. No, no. Plus, what's your dexterity save, though? Plus zero. Okay. So you are going to take, wow, some falling damage. I haven't rolled actual dice in a while. This is fun. I just rolled uh, eight three times in a row. Uh, after a seven, so that's 
31 points of bludgeoning damage. You take, you say, you say, taco, cushion. It stops you a little bit, but then you hit sidewalk. You hit asphalt. Well, this is as Pan wished. <laughs> okay. Pretty fucked up, Pan. Taco, what do you do? Um, fall on Merle. Okay, great. I assume when he said cushion, I just thought <laughs> he was talking about himself. It's himself. Oh, right. okay. Make a dexterity saving throw with advantage. If you get over a twenty, neither of you will be hurt. Wait, can I try over to catch a twenty? I'm gonna say you landed elsewhere. You did not land directly under. Yeah, right. Though. The fuck where? I- Go ahead. Yeah, that's a seventeen plus dex. Well, wait, save. with advantage. Or a, oh, 18 plus 321. All right. With a 21, you are, uh, the, the plants seem to come to life around you for some reason, not Merle, just grabbing you tenderly, and you just very gently set down right on top of Merle's man bun. And it's so soft and nice for you. Merle, you don't take any damage, maybe psychic damage of a sort. Uh, and all three of you have landed uh, on the street, you are now standing in this massive, massive city. Uh, it's, it is a city that would put Goldcliffe to shame. Massive skyline of skyscrapers, the tallest buildings you've ever seen. There's a monorail uh, zipping through this city. Of How's, of the, how's the weather? How's the weather? It's right now pretty nice and chill, about nice 61. I mean, do you want me to open is, up? Is it kind of always raining a little bit? It's always kind of raining a little bit. There's a, a beautiful spire stretching towards the clouds. That Montreal, baby, here we come. <laughs> a spire stretching towards the clouds that looks as if someone put a jaunty hat on top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, Your senses are like some kind of sky syringe. <laughs> Your senses are overwhelmed. The smell of fish and other marine commerce. You see giant red letters reading pubic market center. No, not quite that. You misread it. That was Merle. Not me. Um, You all are taking in all these senses. You're overwhelmed. And then you see perhaps even the strangest thing of all. All around you are people that are dressed exactly like you. Not, Not in the you all are fashion trendsetters way, you see, without a doubt, people dressed as Merle Magnus and Taco and Lucretia's and Loops and Berries and Davenport's I'm gonna and Boyd I'm going to guess, fishes. Griffin, yes. from my personal experience, that it's not an equal amount of each. <laughs> that maybe, just maybe, there's some more maybe Taco and Loops than everyone else. It's that fine. Is, that is a fair <laughs> assessment. The bitterness in that Even though arc. they it, might be, let's say, the most expensive ones to cosplay. Yeah. It's fine. It's uh, Here's the problem, though, with Comic-Cons in Seattle, if I may. It's really hard if you're... Wait, it's in Seattle? No, please. Let the, the Comic-Cons in Seattle, it's really hard to be me there because you can never tell if an elf with an umbrella is taco or just a prepared regular elf. <laughs> Prepare for a day in Seattle. It's tough to tell. You see all of these people congregating around and filing into a large building sporting signs that read, Tusk Corp presents StoryCon 2023. Ah, so it's some kind of heist. 
Did you guys see it's that? Con. Did you guys see the, the food when we landed? Hot dog, it was called. Gross. You know what? You know who would get a kick out of that is my friend, uh, Hot Dog the Warlock. We've always teased him about his name uh, for all this time, but they have a food here named Hot Dog. Isn't that weird? Man. You. <laughs> what a fucking. What is this joke? A guy on the street says, "What is this joke?" Okay, I so, don't think that's a reference. So my name's Taco. Hi, Taco. Yeah, and sure. I didn't know it was. Okay, what's your name? Sport it says, "I'm Merle Highchurch, bro." <laughs> Clearly. Okay. It's like looking in a mirror. This dude is huge. Okay. He is just like pecs. Is he bigger? Bla- way big. Bl- pecs blast just shredded. And you so didn't you, Magnus? So an exact duplicate of Merle. <laughs> this this guy, he, he his cosplay is actually, I would say, a step above most of the folks you see here. He is, if, it looks like a lot of people here not to be judgy, but a lot of the folks that you see looking around looks like they're wearing the like Magnus Taco and Merle costumes from Spirit Halloween. This guy, he really to be went fair, for that it. would just be like large, stupid fighter man. <laughs> hey, this for- guy looks l- like spitting image. If Merle, again, something about the triglycerides that I don't know what that means. If Merle was huge and jacked and buff. Hey, have you ever tried glycerides? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, you know about. Uh, me? Us? Yeah, bro. We all do. You don't know who brought you. Are you here on a date or something, bro? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, my uh, my boyfriend's got weird taste. Me, I'm more of a sports guy. Hell yeah, man. Go Hucks. <laughs> okay. That is a deep cut reverence to a thing none of you were there for earlier today, where <laughs> Justin referred to the Seahawks as the Hugs. No, I don't know why Griffin did a callback to a thing. No, none of I you actually were got confused for. about what the actual real name of the thing was. I saw a stadium. I pointed to it, and I had no idea. And I said, "That's where the Hucks play." And Griffin said, "They mean the Seahawks." And it was so close to it. I was like, "Wow, I guess I knew that on some level." Amazing. I am so proud. You I all guess look the Huskies play near there, so maybe I just confabulated the two. Yeah, perhaps. He says, um, listen, um, my grandpa gets like super confused sometimes, and I see that same look on your guys' faces right now, and so do you all need some help or something? Because you seem awfully discombobulated. And if I'm being totally honest, a little half-dressed. You're doing a sort of deconstruction of these beloved characters we're, if they were in their sleepy time wear, and it's confusing to me. We're balance-bounding. Okay. <laughs> it's more about the spirit of the characters than getting it exactly no perfect, you know? Okay. I want to look around and find the best Magnus. Okay. Um, make a, uh investigation check. Still not good at that. See, because uh, my 14. name was Taco. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's hot dog. hot dog. The idea that there would be other food oh, wizards. Oh, I get it now. That didn't know about the food okay, in this reality. Yeah, yeah. I got a 14. I get it now, man. That's good shit. A 14? And his friend Pokey over there. Um, yeah, you see, uh, you see a young man, probably about uh, 15 years old, you would say, having uh, he's, he's wearing Magnus cosplay. Uh, it is it is impressive in the sort of armor department. Maybe not as impressive in the bulk uh, department. Okay. Uh, and uh, he is also walking into this uh, building towards StoryCon twenty twenty. Does he have a rail splitter? He does. Yes. Hey, give me that. 
What did you say to me? Give me the axe, nerd. Uh. Magnus is a huge bully. He's just never had a chance. <laughs> wow. Um, make an intimidation check. Okay. Weird heel turn here from Magnus. Uh... That's a nine plus eight, 17. Sorry about the nerd thing. I'm most on edge. I was in this the middle of a really like, cool dream. This kid is like, no, nah, it's too late to dial it back, man. Own it. Okay. Can I have the axe, please? Uh, he or hand- else. He hands it to you. This is, um, I mean, it's toilet paper roll, largely comprised of it. But yeah. a, like a lot of work went into it. and uh, I sign it and hand it back. Oh. Okay. It, What's kid, your name, son? Magnus Burnsides. <laughs> Why did you just sign my thing? No, I actually Do am. Do you want I- me to sign one of your things? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we do don't have? have anything. What do you have? Sign my pack. He signs your pack, pack Magnus Burnsides. Cool, cool, man. Cool, what are we doing? Now that we're best it's friends. fucking stupid, man. Not very Magnus of you. Neither is... I'm going in this building to have the time of my fucking life at StoryCon. Get out of my way. Hey, can you tell us a bit about StoryCon? What, what's, the steal, what's the deal here? Brody stands there like, I'm a way nicer NPC. Are you sure you don't... <laughs> no, I was that, was to, that was to Brody. Okay. I don't want to talk to that kid anymore. I do memorize his face for later, though. Yeah, he memorizes your face, too. <laughs> It's the same face. It's not the same face, Clint. That's what they He's said. dressed as me. He doesn't. You this don't kid, know how far he went this with this This kid rolled an intimidation check against you. He got a 15. I so, got a 17. Okay. He's still kind of intimidating, though. It's, it's binary. Okay. I guess so. Uh, he files into the building. Brody says, you're kidding, right? It's story, you know, story and song. The big wave thing that came over when the hunger attacked. Yeah. You all were... Alive, for, you're not like taught. This was like a few years ago, so like yeah, we were there. Okay, cool. So, so this is like a festival for them. Them again. My grandpa again talks like this a lot of the time. I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay, it used to. He says it used to be about more sort of pop culture I'm stuff. Gone. Okay, I'll I'll do a little bit more sort of plot development with the other two. It used to be about more sort of pop culture stuff until Tusk Corp took it over. That dude's just fucking crazy about the story. Tusk Corp? Yeah, Tusk Corp. Keelan Tusk, you guys know. Doesn't ring any bells. Is he important? Uh, I mean, he's like the richest dude ever. Not what I asked. Okay. No, I mean, he's... He's kind of a, he is kind of a tool, but um, yeah, I mean he uh, he really runs the a lot of the city now. If you look around, you see these just a fleet of lawnmower-sized hovering drones, robots, robots floating around. Yeah, and they all have emblems in uh, on their hull in bright yellow and black that reads Tusk Forcers. They're all mm. floating around, keeping the peace, uh, just sort of uh, shepherding folks around. Taco? I'm, I'm back from the bathroom having cast the sky self on myself. Okay, what do you look I'm like? I'm now in the uh, like full pedals to the metal era taco with the racing garb and stuff. No perfect hair, makeup, all on point. Uh, he says, whoa, you look wo- way better, dude. Yeah, I hadn't changed yet, but 
I, well, you if know, I, I like you're like out. spitting image. Like I would swear you're the real taco. No thanks. It's yeah, I get that a lot. Um, as you come back from the bathroom, you notice that there is something kind of weird happening. What? Whoa! <laughs> Damn! Look out, Brendan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting stranger and stranger. <laughs> That same emerald storm that was in the sky that you fell from moments ago takes shape again. A bolt of light arcs down, touching down just a few yards in front of you, and a fissure in the fabric of space opens up. Oh, not like fit. Okay. A fissure. A fissure opens up. Um, Travis, roll a d10 for me. Can a fissure be walk like a fissure cosplayer be walking past yeah, at that moment? Absolutely. So, a little fun gag. An eight. More of a visual gag. An eight. Uh, okay, a a solid crooked wall of blistering white light shoots from this hole, and then suddenly you just start hearing choral chanting in like a hundred voices. There's lots of Latin. There's lots of uh, say it. There's lots of like Spiritus Dominus. Like a lot of in excelsis Deo. <laughs> So, it, but it's layered, right? So it'd be like all four of us trying to do Latin together. Yeah, at the same so time. it would be, so be more like. There is, and what from from the misete. There's one voice. Jesus From the fissure, there comes a bell. What looks like a giant bell, 15 feet high, made of human faces, cool. all singing. What the hell? They, this bell sports one giant vertical eye and more wings than you could count, all pointing in different directions. Count it's a, a lot of wings. It's a biblically accurate angel. Yes. And it is not here to help you play baseball. It looks like it's here to destroy Seattle. It can do two things. It might, if it has time. <laughs> help you play baseball later. <laughs> it would be nice if I had one figure in my life who would teach me baseball. Some people just can't be taught. <laughs> Numeral's funny. I like Numeral a lot. Um, Fellows... I think this is my wheelhouse. Okay. That's <laughs> another sports term. I'll explain it to you after wheelhouse. the wheelhouse. Hold on. I'm going to read a book to see what the farthest plane away is, because if this guy's about to try to barter with an actual angel. Make an arcana check. I guess all of you could if you want to. Don't waste your time. I don't. Yep. Merle, I would also allow a religion check. 14 plus 11, 25. Oh, yeah. This is a, uh, this is a biblically accurate angel. This no, wait, was it a religion or arcana? Uh, either one I would allow. Let's go with arcana. Yeah. Uh, this is from the plane of light, one of the planes of existence in your planar verse. Uh, this is not one that I think a lot of people spend a lot of time on, mostly because what you're seeing is kind of upsetting, uh, yeah, if I'm I don't being like honest. It. It's a bell made of human faces with a lot it's of wings. It's not the weirdest thing we've seen, though. It's fucking up there, How man. How big is it? How big? About 15 feet. You said that. Mm, so like yeah. a small one. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Does I'll... it seem to be it stopped? 
Is it just kind of chilling, or is it? Does it seem to be going somewhere? It's coming out of this chasm. You see At us. Uh, okay, it shoots a beam of light out of one of its many mouths, and it hits a Prius, which explodes. That's fine. Dominus. <laughs> um, I Prius. I pick up the door. I pick up the door of the Prius as a shield. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, and. That's all you fucking had, man. Don't act like you had another step in that plan. And I, and I slam into it. You're do, doing a shield slam attack. Into okay. the eye. Make uh make an attack roll with an improvised weapon here. Let's uh let's let's roll a d20. Let's see. Let's see how you do. Uh 19. Oh wow. And I crit on a 19. Holy shit. Uh so well, improvised weapon. Well, yeah, it's like a probably one d eight. That's what I do for my damage. Yes, roll a one d eight plus your strength modifier. Uh, four plus five nine. Okay, and then it's twice, right? Yep. I, yep. So it would be eight. Uh, thirteen. Okay, thirteen total. Yes. Okay. You don't, da- you don't double the... Yes, yes. On a 13 uh, uh, total damage, uh, you bash in the face that shot the beam out that exploded the Prius, and it says... Uh, That's for planet Earth! <laughs> now, I don't know that. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, 15 total. Uh, 15 total. Okay. Uh, Pretty good. Eight more faces on this bell. Fire beams of light in your direction. Uh, you jump out of the way of the sort of main blast of the beam, but you are thrown backwards into a second Prius by the force of the explosion. Uh, and well, I look down the line. How many more Priuses are there? A lot. Oh, no. As many as I need. There's, and you take nine points of bludgeoning damage as you're thrown backwards against this car. Um, as that happens, a, uh, a handful, like a half dozen of these Tusk Forcer drones zip down uh, and launch a salvo of very small rockets at this uh, biblically accurate angel, and it explodes. Uh, and one of them floats over to you and says, thank you for your assistance, citizen. We will take it from here. It was kind of 50-50. No. I had it. You saw that, right? It was not even. Oh, no, wait. I have a ton of hit points. I had it. You saw that, right? Are you asking me, Griffin, or the Tusk Forcer? The Tusk the Forcer. unfeeling artificial intelligence robot that's not going to remember this. Hey, Griffin? Yeah. Magnus, up till now, what yeah. has his experience with robots been like? Fine. One of them was Noel, you piece of shit. Make a performance check. Make a performance check against this robot. Just to see how impressed it is with you. It was a crit one, Griffin. <laughs> Asked and answered. Yeah. Okay, on a crit one, here's what I'm going to do. This thing, you see uh, a red light lights up on it. A horizontal beam of light scans you up and down, zips down, and says, you hear it say, error, error. And then it flies up into the sky and flies away, away from the other droids. We should go. Uh, Brody says, uh, look, you guys... Uh, Look like maybe you've had some issues with your cosplay. I have uh, a supplier um, that would be like able drugs? to. drugs? No, not drugs. Thought you were cool. My supplier for <laughs> my supplier for drugs is that weed store right there. And he points over. What? This, he points over this weed store, 
and the weed has fucking exploded through the roof and the the windows and the guy outside is like this is great and off like my building's all fucked up but this is great i have so much of it now woohoo you're welcome seattle he said you I said what do you mean you're welcome well they're welcome to all the i grew it what are you talking about i grew it uh, but I fed it hot dogs last night, and it grew a hundred sizes. This was clearly me. Oh, How could a person make plants grow super fast? Hey, That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. If it starts asking to eat your dentist, you got to promise to run, okay? It's not your friend. Fame I, isn't worth it. I forgive you for your doubting me. No, he can oh. do magic. I don't know why he's being weird. Are no, you cool? not magic. Do Brody, you not, have you not gotten it yet? Brody says, uh, who cares, man? Lots of people could do magic now. Show wait, me. Wait, what? I can't. My cousin can do magic. I can't do magic. What kind of, of magic can your cousin do? I don't know. Is it fireball? No, wait, wait, wait. Your is it math magic? Wait. It's not math. I mean, lots of people. Wait, no, stop. But listen, lots of shit has gotten weird since the hunger attack. Some people can do magic now. It's not a big deal. What would be, what would be Taco's understanding of this plane right now? He's connected with it before. Okay, yeah, I will make you roll for like, this. I will, I will say this. I need to know. He should know that things, like, it would be, he knows that there wasn't magic then, but he would know that Joaquin developed some sort of abilities. That's true. Yeah, you there is an earthling. Him. There is yeah. precedent for right, that. Right, but so, have I made, he has made, I need to know that he has made the connection between, like, Joaquin's reality and this reality he currently finds himself Justin, in. Make a, make, wait, are you asking Griffin? If your character made the connection? Make a, yeah, no. this happens in DD sometimes, Travis. The people ask the DM if the character can do something. Make a history check, Justin. Please. You realize how thin the rails are, right? Yeah. If you but, start digging too deep in that hole, eventually please. we'll just walk out. Okay. Uh, 11. Plus, that was my Wendy's D20. Oh, man. Has bad vibes. Uh, 11 plus, what is it, history? Uh, five, six, 16. Okay, yeah, on a 16, you, you would know that after the hunger attacked, a lot of the sort of uh, barriers separating the planes of existence became a lot sort of thinner, both sort of metaphysically and, uh, you know, mentally. Like, the people here on Earth did not know about all this shit until the hunger attack. Now they do. So, yeah, some people can do magic now. If people are still kind of getting their, their footing. This is a world that is in uh, a, a state of change right now. Hey, uh, Brody, was it? Yeah. Are there weapons and armor inside? Yeah, bro, it's StoryCon. I mean, okay, okay look, they say not to so bring then, real weapons in. Wink! <laughs> Magnus rushes in. Okay, great. Merlin Taco? Yeah, I'll follow along. Okay. Uh, Merle? Yes, of course. I must protect my friends. Okay. He leads Is you it like a peyote thing. Or? He leads you. He leads you into the convention center, but he breaks from the crowd as it goes up a uh, a, a row of escalators. Instead, he takes you through uh, a sbarro in the grand foyer. Uh, nods at the cashier uh, who nods back, and he leads the three of you into the back room of the sbarro. Uh, down a set of stairs into a swampy, garlicky room um, where reams of fabric dangle from the ceiling down to the floor where they pool together to form just a large, untidy pile. And sort of nestled in this pile of fabrics is a woman who is sitting, uh, and she is inexplicably wearing a large orange cat suit. Um, 
And uh, she's smoking a long, long cigarette thing on one of those cigarette wands. Oh, so cool. She says, uh, who have you brought me, Brody? More amateurs by the look of them. No, we're the genuine article. The genuine article. Let me take a look at you. She takes a look at you. I am unconvinced. You look like three old men wearing pajamas. Wait, I flex harder. Make a performance check. Okay. Wouldn't it be strength check? I'm not acting. I'm flexing. Um, I'll I, allow a strength check on thank this. Thank you. Yes. Not or good. athletics. Athletics. Yeah, even better. That is a critical 20. No way. Yes, it is. She, her, her, her she goes, <gasps> Magnus, Magnus Burnside's? <laughs> yep. Then these two, they're the real Merle High Church and Taco. Taco, yes. Merle, still figuring that one out. <laughs> It he might does be seem, shrooms. He does seem like he is uh, incorporating a sort of oh. wildly different energy from your jibes. Are it's almost so like he nice. couldn't remember his character from previous. <laughs> it does seem yes, exactly like this energy. And, and who are you, might I ask? Me? Who am I? <laughs> yeah. I am Garfield. Nice. The, okay. I am Garfield, the cat from Jim Davis' cartoon. Yeah. Is that allowed at StoryCon? Is there a lot of Garfield? Well, you think it's peculiar to find cartoon cat uh, Garfield from Jim Davis at StoryCon? Before Kilon Tusk and Tuskorp purchased it up, snatched it up, StoryCon used to be about much more than this story and song. <laughs> story and song. I saw a bunch of birds. Ooh. That's yeah, fair. go get the relics. Uh, get all the relics. Don't forget the relics. <laughs> I'll have an egg McGuffin, please. Am I right? Hey, so Griffin, I'm, I'm relieved to know that you hear this voice in your head too, 24 hours a day, <laughs> whenever you're running the game. What are you doing here? You need cosplaying? No, I need armor and weapons. Oh. A big, giant, real, uh, biblically accurate angel just showed up. Strange. Not the strangest thing to have uh, popped up in the streets of Seattle. Yeah, not the the weirdest thing we've seen either. Uh, But I I would like to kill the next one without robot interference. AI is stealing our jobs. uh, Oh, for sure. I mean, not my job. My job is inscrutable and wild. True. Yeah. But, it's um, like garlic-infused costumes, I guess. Well, I deal in all of the, uh, you know, the big, uh, the big pop culture properties. A lot of the actual play uh, sort of shows. Uh, people are crazy about the cosplay for them. Wait, there's what is this? Actual play shows? Yes, you know, like uh, mazes and mummies. You know? Never heard of it. A vital character. <laughs> Don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Buddies at the counter? No? (laughs) No. Exploration LLC? No. Another D&D podcast? (laughs) Oh, I know that one. The Escapade Area hosted by the Macklemores. You know them? (laughs) Okay, you're going to need to take me a few levels deep on how that occurred, Griffin. I don't... (laughs) The Escapade Area hosted by the Macklemores? 
Clunt. <laughs> yeah, thanks Keep going. a lot. Who are the and other three? And, and Justin and Barf Jr. <laughs> and Greg, the sexy one. <laughs> okay, listen. The, I can get you armor and weapons. Obviously, uh, if you three are the genuine article, you will help uh, greatly to face the existential threat we face here uh, in this plane. Uh, how much money do you have? Oh, uh, we're in jammies. So you do not have a lot of money, is what no, you're saying? No, none right now. Oh, gosh. I got a lot of cryptocurrency. <laughs> no, that's the money I keep in my grave. <laughs> That's it's, where it belongs. It's yes. safe there. Great. Cryptocurrency. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I can uh, offer sweat equity. Sweat equity? Yes. Uh, do you have much in the way of the sartorial arts? No, but as heavy as you're smoking, you're going to need a healer real soon. This is uh, fake. I know. So am I. <laughs> This re- Sorry, if we did want to pursue that route, Clint, it would reach a really wild territory of the fact that you three are doing any, the fact that you, Merle High Church, are doing anything other than going on a whistle-stop tour of the hospitals of the world now, is hugely unethically problematic. He could cure, like, five people and then have to sleep yeah. <laughs> so long and then cure five more. Even then it's like, oh, you have cancer, right? So what's that, 40 hit points? I can cure seven of that. <laughs> Listen, I, will, uh, I have a place to be in like an hour. If you can bring me money here within the hour. How much money? As much as you can get your hands on. However much you bring to me, I will give you gear commensurate to the funds I collect. Okay. Go. Do oh, go oh, get oh, money. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. you need me to it tell you. It seemed like there was more. Sorry. I mean, go get a job at the fucking the pike place market. Go throw a fish. I don't know. Go work for... I can make money doing that? Go get a job with Billy Gates at Microsoft. I don't know. Go get a job. God damn. You're so cool. Thank you. I'm Garfield Cat from Jim Davis Cartoon. What do you all do? Um, hmm. um, okay. Go ahead, Merle. Merle goes out. Yep. Uh, at, on the on the way out through the Sabaros. Okay. He grabs a uh, a salad bowl. Okay. And that'll be six dollars. Um, the Sabaro employee says. Um, Do you want salad? No, I just want the bowl. I still have to charge you six dollars for the bowl. Um, the big beefy guy behind me. Yeah. He'll he'll pay. Okay. Thanks. And he runs out in the street. <laughs> Hey, that guy said you'd give me $6 for the bowl. Yep. Okay. Bye. Wait. I need $6 for the bowl. Yep. Please. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... Um... Uh, a Tusk Forcer bot uh, floats into the Sparrow. Is there a problem here? Yeah, this guy won't give me I $6. I smashed the bot. Oh, no. Aww. Travis, come on. Make an attack I roll. I didn't do it. Magnus did it. <laughs> Make an attack roll uh, against the Tusk Forcer bot. That's uh, an 11 plus uh, 11, 22. Uh, 11 plus 11? You're unarmed. Yeah, my unarmed strike is plus 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is a hit. Uh, roll damage against the Tusk Forcer bot. 
two plus five, seven damage. Okay, that's actually, it's halved uh, against this construct. Why are you doing this? I don't know, man. Why is this robot giving me money? How is this going to get us money? Uh, Sell the robot? Make a constitution saving throw, Magnus. Uh, This thing, uh, a little nozzle comes out of its hull right at the front of it, and it sprays a sort of white mist in your face. 19. 19, okay. You are uh, not uh, instantly knocked unconscious uh, by this funky gas that the bot sprays in your face, uh, and it says, wow, that usually works. The yeah. Sparrow employee goes down. Okay, listen. One hit usually also destroys things. Hey, how about this? We both walk away. Are you going to tell anyone about the Sparrow employee that I incapacitated? No, man. It's my first day. You, d- Hey, I'm new here, too. I punched out of anger. That's on me. You sprayed. You knocked him out. Yes. But not me. Okay. We'll keep it between us. Okay, cool. Deal? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You're cool, aren't you? Yeah, I'm cool. You cool? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Both walk away, same time. Okay. It floats away. You are now alone yeah. in this Sparrow. I will say this, Magnus. There's like 50 bucks in the Sparrow. Hey, listen, job. I'm a <laughs> level 15 fighter, level 2 rogue. I'm going <laughs> to rob that cash. Now, wait, now, hold on. <laughs> I need to know... I need to know that Magnus Burnside's Defender of the Week is at a, and is is now going to rip off the till at a Sparrow. Justin, Sparrow's a giant corporation. It's a huge corporation. Who, whose ass are they going to take it out on? You know it is. It's the employee. They're going to make he him He might be back. dead. <laughs> Magnus, roll a, uh, roll a dexterity check. Uh, you're going to add your, as you pick the, the lock to, oh. the, uh, to the cash register, you're going to add your proficiency bonus and your dex modifier to this. Okay. Let's see what you do. Uh, 13 plus 6 plus 3. Yes, absolutely. 22. Easy, easily. This thing pops open uh, with the slightest graze of your finger. You find inside of it, uh, there's $250 in this till. Just paper? Yeah, paper money. This is money? <laughs> Brody's, Brody, at that exact moment, Brody walks out from the back room and he's like, what did you, what the fuck happened in here, bro? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this money? Yeah, that's money. Did you kill this guy? No. <laughs> I punched a robot. The robot sprayed some white shit. The robot immediately zips back into the room. You said you were cool. No. Make a constitution saving throw. I was just Make a constitution. You said you'd never tell. <laughs> you said you'd never tell, and then you told right away. You fucking narked out on the robot. Roll a constitution saving throw. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to drink my claw. It was an 18 total, 9 plus 9. 18 total, yes, that is fine. <laughs> Brody, Brody, rolled, <laughs> Brody rolled a 4. Brody goes, what did you... <laughs> Lands right on top of the Sparrow. Robot, I was going to say it was a different robot than you. Oh, for real? Yeah, man. Give me a deception check. I was going to, it's no, not a lie. No, you roll a deception check. I need to know, wait, does this robot have a sense of himself outside the other robots? Yeah, this one does. <laughs> you picked the wrong guy to two. A 20. 30, 20. Oh, okay, bro. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> a little arm runs out to, like, give you, like, a I high dab five. it, yeah. Okay, you dab. Okay. 
And do you rip it off? I was no. going to say. Okay, cool. Yeah, it floats away. And Magnus, you're two hundred. Why are you shaking it so I, hard? I you pick, can let my hand go now. I pick Brody's pocket. <laughs> you pick who's Brody's Brody? pocket? What the hell? Make I a, have to. It's for the greater good. Make a sleight of hand check. The robots clearly have it under control. I don't even know what the stress is. 13 plus 3, 16. Okay, well, I'm going to make a perception check. With disadvantage, he's knocked out. Oh, you're right. No, I'm not going to make any fucking checks yeah. at all. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, he has, let's see, he's got like 30 bucks. He's got a bus pass on him. I actually feel bad. I slip an extra 10 into his pocket. Okay, so you're down to $240 now. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to buy the salad bowl that Merle... Not like, now. Okay, cool. In fact, I just go back down and chill with Garfield. <laughs> sure, yeah. Magnus is done with the adventure. Magnus made $240. Merle, you now have a salad bowl. What do you do? Uh, Merle sets the bowl down in the middle of the crowded street. There are people filing by, walking by, a lot of tourists, a lot of people taking pictures, a lot of people going after fish. Yeah. And, I'm uh, so confused. Wait. You can't just say all this stuff is happening like... Especially the phrase going after fish. What's that mean? Like fish Like bounty hunting? In Seattle, everybody loves fish. Yeah, no, but... But they're not going after All them. right, okay. All right, so what are you doing, though? Putting the bowl down on the street and saying to everyone, we'll heal for cash. Okay. Healing? <laughs> yeah, Anybody for sure. Bring, I don't care what it is. And where That's, do you do this? Where do you set up when you are doing this? I'm standing on a street corner. Okay, like near the convention center? Are you... Yeah, uh, right, uh, near, right near... The, right in front of the convention, the convention center. center. Great. I don't, I don't care how minor the ailment, if it's a rash, broken bone, so whatever it is you got. this whole time, the problem has been Taco and Magnus have not been paying Merle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so delightful. The... The, it is indescribable the kind of birth that people are giving you uh, on this street corner as they walk. No, make a, God, what is, I don't, charisma? Make charisma. a, per, make a performance. How about performance this? Check. How about if I mass cure wounds? That's cool, sure, yeah. I'm going to just do a mass cure wounds okay. and then... Leave it up to the generosity of all of the fine <laughs> conventioneers. When Merle casts a healing spell, does like actual dust shoot out of his hands? Just creak. Uh, oh, that is so. Okay, windy. you choose up to six creatures in a thirty-foot radius. There's, we'll say, there's about six people walking by you as you cast this spell, uh, and they immediately gain hit points equal to three d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. I'll say that the size of the number you roll is going to affect the uh, uh, the effectiveness of this spell. It's weird. It'll be fun to hear Griffin describe how hit points I was manifest. It's weird to think about you're walking around right now. Where's your hit points at? <laughs> like, I haven't done any battles, but I don't know if I'm at a yeah. 42 necessarily. Are we talking physical or mental hit points? Roll it, Merle. Yeah, what? We were stalling for you. That's a six. Wait, no, wait, wait. What was he supposed to roll? Three eight-sided dice. Isn't that an eight-sided dice? Yeah, but you need to do it That's six times. No, from dice. the ten, from there's ten oh. sides. Uh, the nine is a dead giveaway for future reference. <laughs> There. Okay. How many? Six? Three. Okay. There's a three. There's an eight. Okay. There's a two. Thirteen. Uh, so 13 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. We'll say that's like a six or seven at this point. 
yeah, I mean, there's six people on the street who immediately just go, ah. Uh, there was one guy. I'm not hung over anymore. Yeah, you see one dude who just kind of scruffy looking, wearing a big sort of white t-shirt, and he has clearly had a rough night. He goes, whoa, man. Thanks. Bro, that feels great. And he holds out the bowl and says, you're welcome, my friend. Cool, free bowl, he says. And he reaches over and takes the bowl from you. Wow, healing and a bowl. This is the coolest day of my whole life. Well, why don't you demonstrate to me how cool it is by giving me some cool hard cash? Wait, Except it, it's cold hard cash. <laughs> yeah, that's not what they say. So wait, this whole thing was a, a heal for money situation? Um, no, it was. you don't have to pay if you don't have a soul. <laughs> okay, if hey, you're, Dad. If you're a hey, selfish, hey, self-centered hey, one. Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Um, you're hitting on some televangelist stuff right now. Oh, should yeah. I lean um, into it? Give yeah, me a persuade. Give me a persuasion friend. Check. Yeah. Let me tell you. Give me a persuasion check, Merle. I will persuade the hell and demons out of you. Woo! Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's great. That's a 9 plus something else. Persuasion. persuasion. Plus 1. Ten. That's a ten. All right. Uh, on a ten, he says, um, "Here's um, here's five bucks. Um, here's a an Arby's gift card that may or may not have anything left on it." Do you have a monorail pass? Um, yeah, I do. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I guess I can walk home. He says, and he puts that in the bowl Thanks. too. And I need the bowl back too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it would yeah, be wild right. if I held on to the bull. All right, what about you other five people I healed? Let's hear it. Come they on. Fucking hey, left, hey, hey, they fucking left, man. They do not. Hey. They do not. As soon as they saw the grift you were running on this other dude with a 10 persuasion roll, they're like, let's get out of here while he seems to be distracted with this one dude. I knew I should have had chick tracks. I should have handed those out. Yes, so you've made $5, a monorail, monorail pass, and an Arby's gift card that may or may not still have any credit left on it. Okay. Taco? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to, well, I was going to think I was going to do some signings. Oh, yeah. But I don't know how I could convince people. That I'm the genuine article. You know, well, we would find, figure it out find by... find an empty table, bud. We would figure it out by telling a story together through the lens of Dungeons no. & Dragons. Okay. Okay. Leah, well, let's try that. I'm going to go in and say... <laughs> <The> first time. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it from the top. Okay. Uh, I'm going to head in and try to get... Uh, do some tabling, you know? So yeah, Do sure. some signatures. I'll put up a sign on the table that says, like, signatures and magic lessons at Taco School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um, okay, uh, as you are doing that, someone with a clipboard Virtual and a, canvas <laughs> And a headset walks up to you and says uh, uh, Excuse me, um, what, do you, what, do you do, what are you doing? I, what's I your name? Uh, I cast Gift of Gab Gift of Gab? Yeah What's that? Um, you uh, skillfully reshape the memories of listeners in your immediate area So that each creature of your choice within five feet of you Forgets everything you said within the last six seconds So I just want to prepare that <laughs> <laughs> It's the save scumming. <laughs> right, <laughs> the yeah. Dragons. Okay. Um, what are you doing here? What's your, what are you doing? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm Taco, and um, I know it's a big get to have me. Don't you're like a your... taco cosplayer? No, I'm the actual taco. Don't piss your pants. And uh, I'm just gonna do. Some, I'm in for the night, and then I gotta fly out to Omaha for another show. But I thought I'd stop in and do some signatures for you for a reasonable fee. Okay, you can um, form the line to the left or the right. I am ambidextrous. Uh, make a persuasion check, please. It's a sixteen plus nothing, actually. Wow, really? Yeah, wow, weird, okay. right? Um, they say, uh, okay, so you're the real taco. That's yes. fun. That's fun. Um, uh, so, and you want, I mean, I guess no one has the table booked from one to two. Um, okay, I guess if you want to do some signings here and magic lessons, you said, can you handle sort of sales and merch and stuff on your own? Do you need help from the con on that? Or No, it'll, no, I, I actually, do you have anybody? Um, right mean, next to that table is Travis McRoy signing stuff, but there's no one in his line. So he's like, I can help if you need somebody. I'm pretty. Travis Matt Tor- Torgus McLemore from the Tarvis Tarvis McLemore. Tarvis McLemore from the the endangerment area. I forget what I said. Yeah, I thought it was the expedition area. Yeah, no, yeah. it's something along those lines. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, Yeah, I can help you. Dead on. Tarvis it's like, was it? It's like listening in a mirror. I will say. On the opposite side of you, Taco, there is uh, a, a decent-sized line. Uh, Kevin Sorbo is doing signings <laughs> right next door. <clears throat> and it says, from Hercules and God's not dead, Kevin Sorbo. Um, and tragically, the fourth season of The O.C., Kevin God, Sorbo. Damn. Oh, that one still hurts. That one sucks. Yeah, that sucks. God. What's he dressed like? Fucking Kevin Sorbo, man. Leather jacket. Feels like a leather jacket moment, doesn't it? Uh, he is wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, he is wearing a a, uh, a, a polo shirt with too many buttons unbuttoned. Uh, and he looks leathery. He is. Okay. I mean, but he's not like threatening me physically. He is by default kind of th- physically threatening you. Yeah. And I'm going to say mentally threatening. Okay. Hey, um, everybody. Don't waste your time with that, bigot. It's the real taco. <laughs> he, uh... From TV. He laughs and says, uh, oh, yeah, and I'm the real Hercules, Kevin Sorbo. And the people cheer, which sucks. <laughs> sucks to hear. Uh, I am... The person with the clipboard comes back over and is like, hey, actually, please don't do that. Um... Usually there's not sort of an ongoing competition between the people in the signing uh, alley here. Um, I'm going to cast um <laughs> I'm going to cast modify memory on Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> but I'm going to cast it as an 8th level spell and make him and make him forget that Hercules existed. Gosh, you'll only have Andromeda to fall back <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. And God's Not Dead. And God's Not, not Dead. Dead. And I assume one and two. a lot of Citizens right. United movies. Certainly there's got to be a role that I make for that, yeah? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, check. not his yeah, strong I suit. Driven. I'm going to say this five. is a minus five to this role. Do you have a character sheet for Kevin Sorbo over there? Yeah, it's just no. a, a piece of paper with a big zero on <laughs> okay. it. Okay, he rolled a five minus five, which is a zero. <laughs> okay. 
so I think that So you see he is signing some some someone's uh just like portrait of uh Hercules and he's signing it and you see him mid stroke just stop and have a stroke just full yeah. just full like <laughs> who is who is this? He picks up the picture and shows it to the person. Who is this? This looks like me, but it's not me. I don't dress like a strong man. I dress like a space guy. I want to I want to make sure I'm going to do an arcana check. I yeah. want to make sure he's forgotten all of it. <laughs> uh yeah, roll an arcana check. 19. His nose is bleeding. Okay, good. You get the distinct impression that maybe he's forgotten a lot of stuff. <laughs> now, I have spell shaping. I'm not sure that that... You do? Uh, take away his mouth. <laughs> no, no, this is good. Just him forgetting Hercules ever existed should yeah. be enough for me. Wait, okay. including... Wait, sorry, Justin. Including, like, from mythology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that funny part from Nutty Professor. <laughs> Yeah, and the Disney yeah, animated, and the Disney animated that, feature film. You see that by removing this brick from the Jenga tower that is Kevin Sorbo's psyche, other pieces begin to fall down. All of a sudden, Kevin Sorbo can't remember where he was from the years of like 1996 to 2000. Uh, and he immediately stands up and holds his head and starts screaming as loud as he possibly can. Does he feel disappointed? (laughs) (laughs) No, because in order to do that joke, he would have to know about Hercules. He's forgotten, wait, he's forgotten how to feel disappointed. Yeah. He runs out of the booth absolutely screaming, and everyone else that was in his line goes, I don't know, there's this other guy right here. We may as well. I'm going to assist. Okay. Uh, Clunt Macklemore was in that line. That sucks for Clunt. Your son is right next to you. Exactly. So wait. So Clunt. Dad, what you've decided to do, if I may, you took your in-fiction character, Clunt Macklemore, and said, I'm going to align him with Kevin Sorbo's beliefs. You could have done anything. <laughs> and you said, oh, Clem McElroy not only agrees with Kevin Sorbo, but agrees to a point where he would pay for his signature no. in the sight of his own son, Tarvis McLemore. Yeah. Clunt McLemore was there ironically. The money still spends, Clunt. He, he okay. gets out of the line and he says, hey, let's check out this uh, Taco guy and see what he's got. Do you mean Taco from the story and song? Someone yells at you angry, Clunt. Wait, a good question. Why is Kevin Sorbo there? What's his association with story and song? Uh, He's just trying to draft (laughs) off the sort of fantasy vibes that everybody was putting down. Okay, everybody, step right up. It's going to be 20 for an autograph, 30 for a magic lesson, and 50 to get your picture taken on the binocorn. Clunt, uh, Clunt gives him 50 bucks. All right, good. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I guess if we can do that. Yeah, Sexy Greg from uh, the endangerment, the imperilment area comes over and gives you 100 bucks. It says, I love your stuff, man. Um, Tarvis McElroy embezzles. Tarvis McElroy embezzles. Uh, the usual, then. Uh, you make... It was one time. You make $200, Taco. Uh, I did a lot more than the other ones. I'd like more money, please. 
I ruined a Roll. minimum wage employee's life. I cleared life. 150 from my own family. Like, certainly more people. Kevin than- Sorbo runs up to you and says, I don't know why, but I feel compelled to give you $100 more. It's a, ma- it's a good start, Kevin. <laughs> it's a good start. Let's leave you it You make that. $300 total. You all. $300. Okay. Wait. Travis gave me 50. Dad gave me 100. Kevin Sorbo gave me 100. That's 250. No one else was interested. Fine, you, okay. I just want more than they made. You made, Gre- Sexy Greg McLemore gives you $300. You have $600 total. Okay. Is that enough for you to feel good tonight when you get in bed? <laughs> okay, Taco's looking very cocksure, and he uh, casts enlarge on the money. Like, now I have twice as much. No. Okay, as you walk up, child. you see a person point at that and say, that won't, that won't work anymore. He didn't do that. He's not a child. Okay, fine. You all regroup. Hey, Taco, we can agree we're not going to, like, divvy this up, right? Each person earned their own amount. Um, I, I'll, I'll spot anybody that needs a few extra dollars with the juice. You regroup outside with uh, Brody and Garfield, the cat from Jim Davis cartoon. And uh, the scene out here is utter pandemonium. There are more tears in the fabric of reality that have opened. It's full sort of gust- Ghostbusters chaos uh, outside. You see floating Tusk Forcer drones just zooming around frantically trying to neutralize the horrors coming out uh, of these gaps in reality. Uh, Garfield has this enormous satchel. She collects your your money and she opens it up. She says, okay, so Magnus, I know you are probably hurting without your flaming sword of uh, burning poison toxic. Uh, I, I do not have any of those, but I uh, do have. And she reaches in and pulls out a chainsaw that is attached to just a large backpack container filled with brown liquid. And she pulls the cord of the chainsaw and uh, flames shoot out of a nozzle underneath the chain. Hey, can I just say? Fucking better. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm loving this. She says, don't point it at anyone. You don't want to be killed instantly. Uh, She says, "Uh, Taco, uh, there is something you've been missing. Something you sacrificed in this final confrontation. Against the darkness, I was inspired to replace it while watching Fat Boy Slim headline our local music festival. I present to you, she reaches into her bag and she says, the Bumbra Shoot. It is, it is an umbrella etched with arcane runes, just like the kind you used to have before you snapped it over your knee to free your twin sister Loop at the end of story and song. Uh, she says it doesn't uh, eat the uh, magic power of your fallen foes, but it'll get the job done. Honestly, it made it hard to rest real easy around it, so that's actually kind of a plus for me. Okay. I was afraid I'd squeeze it wrong and get yeah. sucked right the hell in. And um, Merle, how much did you bring? Um. Well, there's a monorail pass. Uh. I, ca- I cast Distort Value on the monorail pass. Oh, okay. To make You it s- do what? Yeah. I have this 500-year monorail pass. That's got to be worth something. Uh, a 500-year monorail pass? Yeah. Wow. Uh, she takes it. Uh, she takes the $5. She just kind of crumples it up and puts it in her pocket. She says, uh, I was going to give you some garbage. 
But for a 500-year monorail pass, she reaches into her bag and she pulls out a conch shell that is etched in eldritch runes, and she hands it to you. She says, this is the conch of conjuring. One more time. The conch of conjuring. She says, any sea creature who hears the sound of this conch being blown will come to the aid of the one who blew it. Blew what? The sea creature comes to the aid of the one who blew it. Well, wouldn't you? That's how it worked in Shape of Water, remember? She says, enough, that's gross. (laughs) That is beautiful film. (laughs) That is beautiful film and you made it gross with your gross words and actions. She says, listen to me. Wait. Yes? There's a bowl. (laughs) Thank you. And I mean... I'll put it in the trash can for you. You finished your Sbarro pasta and you want me to put it in the garbage, yes? Okay, yeah, all right. I'll she puts it in the it. garbage. I'll be happy with the conch. She says, listen, the membrane between our worlds, it is weakening. It is if someone has used powerful technology to pierce a hole in that barrier, like some sort of pokey thing <laughs> that pokes through space. Like a rocket? No. Not like, like a, a rocket. syringe. Almost like a syringe, yes. Hmm. Like a syringe for space. Huh. Hmm. What would you call that? A cosmo shot. Like some sort of needle yeah. for space. An ether stiletto. Like uh-huh. a sort of mm. space needle. Oh, shit, we have one of those. What? She points to the Space Needle, which stands high above everything else on the horizon of the skyline of Seattle. She, the, and sure enough, the storm seems to be focused directly overhead. Uh, it's quite a distance away. Uh, and Brody says, oh, that's no problem. I'll just get my cousin to take us. And a truck pulls up to the curb in front of you. And a shutter on the side of the truck rolls open. And a young man inside uh, is wearing an apron that says South Beach Tacos. And he says, he says, uh, hey, Brody, did you say you needed a holy fucking shit? What the fuck? We'll be right back. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone, and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, 
and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer? doesn't do that. I ask you, I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay. Here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace, even if you're uh, not an influencer. Um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago. We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the foundation for black women's wellness. So go check it out. Macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Hi, uh, this is Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun. And it's very exciting because what do we talk about? Comedy. Stand-up comedy. We both do stand-up comedy and have since the dawn of well, Christ. Well, Jackie. Is that offensive? It is offensive to me because you've aged me. <laughs> uh, we started in the late 80s and we're still here. You can't kill us. So go to The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun and listen to that. The Jackie and Lord Show. New episodes Monday, only on MaximumFun.org. The following are real reenactments of pretend emergency calls. 911. My husband! It's my husband! I'm 
There are plenty of podcasts on the hunt for justice, but only one podcast has the courage to take on the silly crimes. Judge John Hodgman, the only true crime podcast that won't leave you feeling sad and bad and scared for once. Only on MaximumFun.org. Thank you all so much for coming. We're going to do a couple announcements before we get started uh, with the second half, uh, just so we can, you know, finish and then walk off the stage like a bunch of fucking rock stars. Um, seriously, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, thank you to the Wamu Theater for having us. This is wild. Janelle Monet was here yesterday, and that feels... You don't think Janelle Monet worried about the angle of the table? No, I don't think Janelle Monet worried so much about the angle of the table. Um, so thank you for having us. Thank you to Paul and Amanda and uh, Rachel um, for all their help. Uh, thank you to uh, Karma the Night Owl, who designed our poster, uh, which you can still so probably cute. find out so there. Cute. It's very it's cute. It's AC is like 18, easily. Uh, yes, it's right Is that artist conception? No, it's all cute. Dang it. You all are in the food truck of South Beach tacos being driven by Joaquin Torero, uh, savior of humankind on the day of story and song. Uh, he is uh, he's a few years older than when you last saw him. It's been a few years since the day of story we and song. Are. We all are. Time has been hard for all of us. Okay. Yeah, tell me Come about back. it. Okay, so... This one you said. This one's chorizo. Uh, yeah, that one's chorizo. Um, we've been over this. Uh, and this shrimp? No, that's still chorizo. Why are you so bad? Why are you? Str- <laughs> Which one's shrimp? We don't have shrimp. You don't Why have not? boiled shrimp or baked shrimp or <laughs> coconut shrimp. Or- that it. was him laughing at your incredible Forrest Gump joke. <laughs> He says, uh, listen, I'll be honest, taco cooking has been, uh, I put it kind of in the background a little bit. I've been, you know, uh, got a scholarship at University of Washington. Go, go Huck, go Hucks. And uh, <laughs> you know, tacos and magic used to be my life, but that's not, that's not me anymore, so, you know? I, uh, I guess I should ask earlier, but how old is this Teresa? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, about a year old, but it's we've kept it in the food safe zone. Okay, good. I have a magic, uh, I have a magic refrigerator. <laughs> so there, and people here are getting some a little bit of magic. I'm hearing. Sorry. No, that's the cousin. Joaquin is the cousin who could do fireballs. Yes, I know, but people on Earth are developing magic right. powers, and I was asking him about that. Yeah, some people can do magic. I like to think I was sort of the original, but... Uh, yeah, for sure. It's a little ghost to walk can around. Can people t- swing axes and swords? Yes. Anyone can swing an axe or a hey, sword. Wow. Anyone can hold an axe or a sword. Okay. 
Does anyone love their fellow man and would do anything to advance them and make them happy and Wait, keep them safe? Wait, hold on. Good question. Does anyone on earth do that? <laughs> There's like four or five of them, yeah. Um, oh, yes, the Macklemores. I've heard such good <laughs> things. I've never been sure if there's four or five of them either. They Who can keep, keep marrying track? and making children. He drives you all to the base of the Space Needle. Uh, and uh, though, though hell has sort of broken loose all throughout Seattle, uh, things are relatively calm here thanks to a sort of large uh, fleet of Tkforcer mechs that are floating all around. As you all hop out, you, you look up at the Space Needle and you see past its peak something quite peculiar in the sky. You see home. You see a massive hole in the emerald storm above you, and through it you see a landscape inverted. You see dangling upside down over Seattle the city of Neverwinter uh, above you, close enough to make out scrambling, panicked people on its streets, uh, just looking upwards in Seattle's direction, all just obviously scared as hell. Uh, and you also see that there is an elevator in front of you up to the peak of the Space Needle that is... Oh, yeah, sorry. We love elevators. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's been a while since we've done balance. I forgot that we're sort of elevator crazy. Don't say where. Uh, This elevator is guarded... At no point in the show did me or Dad or Justin make an elevator appear in balance. The elevator is guarded by a McForcer drone. He's an elevator pervert. I love them. They're like rooms that go up and down. What do you do? I put a trap for him in Steeplechase. There's a column in the middle of the whole park that's just full of elevators, and he'll never go over and look. Oh, man. I put it there from the beginning. Damn, think, Damn man, Once he sees how big and diverse these elevators are, this guy's going to nut, and he's not even been back there. In graduation, the whole building moves up and down around one pillar. All right. What do you do? Just to please you, you know? What wouldn't I do to make you happy, I think, is the question, Greg. Make a move in the live we show get, we're performing we in front get, of I get my brother the elevator. a hug. Yeah. Okay. I go in the elevator. Okay. I don't. A drone. Magnus is good outside. <laughs> a drone is floating. Uh, Which at, one? This is not actually a... This one looks different from the rest. This one actually is not floating. It is in a sort of large mech uh, that is... It's like a walking tank, uh, and it is has its body positioned squarely in front of the doors into the elevator, and it says, Please present identification, Tusk Corp employees. I flex really hard. That's nothing. I do feel like I should roll... To see if it's sure, it's a DC 30 performance check. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a nat 20. <laughs> Brennan could do it. Okay, you know what happens? Uh, That red light uh, lights up on the face of this mech, and it scans you up and down and says, Error, error. Go right ahead, Magnus Burnsides. 
thank you. It looks at the other uh, people assembled here and says, identification, please. And Magnus turns back and goes, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, I am his spiritual advisor. Nope. <laughs> not true. Can I not assist I push, him? I, push the, I have pushed the highest button while these conversations are happening. You just walked onto the elevator and yes. pressed the button on, please, wait, stop, hey, hold on, wait, stop. We were already, I thought we were in the elevator physically when He's they showed up. He's with me, it's fine. Okay. This giant mech is standing in front of the elevator doors. It has allowed Magnus on it. I cast Reduce. Is this the only spell you've prepared? Is no, he no, didn't enlarge. No, Shut but up. I did prepare spells and I have a list and I'd like the robot to be smaller if I may. Okay. Thank you. Okay, it is smaller, and it says, Identification, please. Please present identification. I kick it out of the way. I know one of them. One of them always tells the truth, and one of them always lies. Make an unarmed attack roll against this small mech. Uh, okay, perfect. That's a two. <laughs> Ow! Ah, yes! No, I think you, you, uh, let me see here, actually. Uh, no, yeah, you take four points of bludgeoning damage on your foot as you go to kick this small but still heavy, uh, mechanical man, uh, and it hurts your foot quite badly. Please don't do that anymore. You've embarrassed yourself in front of your friends. Okay. I'm going on. Okay, I step over it into the elevator. No, what? Hold on. It shoots a little rocket at you that's just like... Oh, no, it's so small. <laughs> How heavy is he? I'd love to bring him along. <laughs> um, He's too heavy to kick. You could probably pick him up with some effort. Nah. <laughs> please, please, Papa. Oh, Papa, please. Merle picks him up and puts you on his shoulder. Make a strength check. Okay. <laughs> I press the door his open. His old body crumbles. Yeah, the fucking elevator at this point is just going. <laughs> I'm holding the door open button with the attitude of, come on. Come on. That's a six. Okay. I let go of the door open button. Yeah, you see Merle go, come here, little guy. <laughs> it falls down on top of Merle. <laughs> Merle, you take door six closed. points of bludgeoning damage. Close, close, close. Magnus, close, the close. door closes, and Magnus is going oh. up by himself. I said that I jumped over it into the elevator. No, Taco's in there. And I fell into it. No. Yeah. You fell into it with the robot on top of you. All of you have made it onto the elevator. How much damage does Say Merle it. take? Say it, Griffin. Uh, you No, you didn't solve my elevator puzzle. You simply did not. I won't give you credit for that. Uh, yet, we're on it. The yeah. three of you, uh, alongside Joaquin and Brody and Garfield, go up the elevator. This is so, this is so fun. Yeah, it takes a little too long. Uh, it's, a, it's a little uncomfortable halfway up. He's, I'm sorry I hurt you, Papa. It's all right, Tweaky. Not you. Oh. You're my uncle at best. Okay. That's all right, little guy pie. What was your name? I don't have a name. Little guy pie it is. Papa Tusk never gave you a name. Oh, tell, tell me more about him. Papa Tusk? Yeah. Well... Do you have any glowing weak spots or anything, just in case? Just out of curiosity. 
Papa Tusk is very smart. He knows a lot about the plants. And uh, he's got some big stuff in the works that's going to change everything. When hey. he says it, it sounds kind of sinister, actually. Hey, uh... What's up? Magnus, can you hack this thing? Oh, you Robot? Yeah. Yeah, I smash it. <laughs> Make an attack roll. This thing has one hit point. Uh, 23. Yeah. Hacked! Oh. Okay, if you can turn off the restraints uh, that keep me from helping you, that would be amazing. I'd love to contribute yeah, to Yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> I meant to hack it! Yeah. Hacked you, it. You've killed the small robot. Congratulations. You feeling good about your choices today, Magnus Burnside? Not me, Griffin. I he starts to re-enlarge, but it starts with his heart. He just... And his big eyes. His guys just get bigger and more adorable. <laughs> Merle casts Mend and heals him. This is no, a confusing journey the three of you are taking me on. A little bit of good got, bad got. Yeah, for sure, but the cops keep changing also. Yeah, cops suck. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hey, that was cheap. Don't give that to oh, me. Oh, great. Kevin Sorbo, now the cops. Reach. You know what I always <laughs> say? Dad, wait, are you Clint? This is Clint. You're being a real Clint right now. <laughs> hey, guys, you didn't even let me say a Cabernabra. <laughs> I was right there. Ding! The door to the elevator opens. Oh, I thought we won. <laughs> the door to the elevator opens. You all see Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Surrounded by cops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving you a medal, Kevin. <laughs> You're gi- we're giving you a medal for best hero. We love you so much. The top observation deck of the Space Needle has opened like a flower bud. You are all standing on a large open disc 500 feet off the ground. The Space Needle Needle at the very center of this disc continues upwards into the sky uh, another hundred feet or so, and at the very base of it, you see a man. He is wearing a a suit, some very expensive sneakers, and uh, he is just kind of uh, tapping at uh, mechanisms uh, on this needle. Green light is firing upwards in waves from the spire up into the clouds toward Neverwinter. Above, still dangling precariously upside down in the sky, heading in your direction, getting larger and closer by the minute. There are dozens of Tusk Forcer drones floating all around, seemingly observing this process. And this man stands up, and he turns around and looks and says, uh, Wow, it's, a, it's actually you guys. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Taco, Merle, Magnus, it's, uh, it's, it is an honor. Wow. Did you see the convention that I uh, threw in your in your honor? Uh, yeah, very flattering. Oh, thank you so much. I'm Keelon Tusk. Yeah, figured. Now, yeah, if you actually, just really, stop, just stop everything you're well, doing. Sorry, when you all boo, it hurts us. Like, <laughs> hey, can I just say I didn't take it personally? <laughs> I did. He says, uh. Uh, what? What do you? What? Stop what? Oh, this with the needle. <laughs> um, 
You heard the laugh you did, right? Yeah, you hear it. See, that's yeah. not a cool guy hero laugh. No, it was not a cool guy hero laugh. Um, no, I, I can't stop that. It's, a, it's sort of doing itself at this point. Uh, uh, I want to run an arcana check on it, see what I can piece together. Sure, make to... a roll for me, please. I'm really good at this, Okay, by let's the see way. what you can do. Okay, that, I rolled a five. <laughs> Plus 11. <laughs> I'm okay. really, I'm, really go- I'm a level 17 wizard. I'm really good at knowing about magic. Uh, as as Garfield the cat suggested, this space needle has been sort of retrofitted into a uh, a machine that has uh, s- destroyed the barrier between the planes. Now, when you look up, you see the prime material plane above you. It is uh, crashing towards the plane of thought where you all are standing, where the city of Seattle is based. They are uh, flying towards each other, and this machine is the machine that is allowing that to happen. Uh, he says, uh, pretty cool, huh? I've uh, been, done, been working on this for a while, spent a few dozen billion dollars on it, because um, that seemed like the best way to spend that. Um, yeah. What's your goal? My goal? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> to better the plight of mankind uh, uh, for starters yeah. Yeah. that's good that's very this guy very knows good. what i'm talking about and who do you follow what god is yours good question well um whoa have you heard the word of pan today whoa. hey merle can i talk to you for just a second yeah oh excuse us a little aggressive. Hey, when are you going to fight Zuck? What's that? When are you going to fight Zuck? When are you going to fight Zuck? You know, the Seattle Zucks. Make a... <laughs> Make an insight check. With Taka. advantage. No, what? Because of Dad's good joke. No. Okay. Uh... 14 plus 6, 20. He looks a little scared when you say that. <laughs> Zuck sent me. Good one. He says, look. Zuck sent me. We'll fight. Vuck, Zuck sent you. We'll fight is what you're saying to him. Make, yeah. an, uh, make a fucking lying check, please. What? A he deception. Him. It's not the truth. Fucking Mark Zuckerberg didn't. What the fuck are you talking about, Travis? Roll the dice. Uh, deception, you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Seven. No. <laughs> uh, he says, that's nothing. Listen, a few years ago, the story and song changed everything. You all changed our whole understanding of the cosmos, uh, namely that there's this whole other world of fantasy and wonder that our world was just a sort of battery for, and that seemed shitty. So I built this machine to swap the places of our two planes, uh, putting our world, and I guess, by extension, me, a little closer to the center of existence. So um, we're almost done here, if you guys don't mind just hanging out for a minute. Wait, what happens to our plane? It'll do a switcheroo. No big deal. You say no big deal. A lot of screaming. Yeah, you look around, there's just, like, human bell faces and dinosaurs with, like, walrus heads and, like, all kinds of just wild shit trampling around the streets of Seattle. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's weird. Keylon, was it? Yes. Could I have a moment in private with my friends? 
sure. I mean, this only needs another can couple I, minutes to wrap up, so. Can I kill him? I don't think so. I think we should kill the machine first. What? It, okay, yeah. Why not both? <laughs> Guys, I can hear all of this. Okay, um, I punch him in the face. All right, roll for initiative, please. Four. Uh, Fucking Wendy's, man. I quit. 19. 19. Non-Wendy's I had. Well, that's a 17. one. 17. 17. All right. We are in there. Uh, he looks at you as you approach him, and he says, oh, that's disappointing. Well, I guess it's true what they say. You never meet your heroes. Uh, before you reach him, a half dozen of these drones crash into Keylon and form around him a sort of armored suit. Uh, and their helicopter rotors are at his back, lifting him off the ground. Uh, and he takes aim at your party with a battery of cannons. Uh, first in the order is Magnus Burnsides. What do you do? Hey, cool one. If you could, like, whatever. Cool one being what are you talking about? The tusk drone who who you convinced not to narc you out okay yeah. yeah you see one drone in the swarm that is like not in alignment with the other ones that looks really nervous like <laughs> i don't know what this guy is talking about yeah just hear me <laughs> out cool one that's not me right if guys you move out of the way i'll take you to my world where we can make you like a whole suit where you'll be like a majestic robot who fights evil. Make a persuasion check as you convince this robot to... By the way, this robot is looking at the one you just smashed into pieces on the elevator. You got a 17, though. That's Seven. a 17. Plus? Plus two, a 19. Okay, on a 19, uh, this one so must-be-malfunctioning drone uh, floats away from the others, uh, and... As he floats towards your party, Keelan points at him, and several other drones get pulled away from the yeah, pack. Yeah, it makes a big opening that I hit with my chainsaw. Towards, what are you hitting? Wherever that opening happened where they flew away and left oh, the Oh, I see, I got you, armor. I got you. Okay, uh, make an attack roll against armored uh, Keelan Musk. Keelan with Tusk. Keelan Tusk, I mean, I don't know who the fuck the other guy is. What's that? Do I have advantage because no. of the cap? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Then it was the one. Travis! I mean, I asked. Okay, you fucking rev the, the, the flaming chainsaw. And I pissed my pants. <laughs> 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 I'll say this. It's so fucking great. Like, the sound and fire that comes out of it scares you super bad. And instead of going in for an attack, you go, run, 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 you wave it around. The attack does not really happen. However, you do I have... get a second attack. Okay, cool. Now you know what to expect. Yeah, 17 uh, plus 11, a 28. Okay, yeah. So uh, you are going to roll a d12 for damage on this. Uh, and... 7 plus 5, 12. Oh, 12. So it does 12 slashing damage. No, sorry. Is it the same as the Flaming Raging Poison Star of Doom? Uh, it doesn't do the bonus 50 fucking crazy damage it's at the other one. plus 20. Plus 20. No, it doesn't do that. Only plus 10? No, it does 12 doubled. It does 12 slashing and 12 fire damage for 24 points of damage against Keelan Tusk. You get that right in the gap where these drones were pulled off to attack your new drone friend. Uh, you hear him yell and say, Ah! 
Ow, that does hurt. That I does hurt surge. a lot, though. Okay. Action surge. Oh, you have more of those then. Okay, ouch. 12 plus 11, 23. 23, yes. That's a crit 20. Okay, roll the roll the d12 for the first attack. Uh, six plus five. Uh, yeah, so eleven. So eleven slashing and eleven fucking. Okay, wow, an eleven fire. And, and then for the crit, roll two d12. Yeah. Is it all coming back to you, Juice? What? You know the way. Uh, so the way uh, nine there plus play. five, another fourteen. Another 14, so 28. We were in the game at yeah. one point. Yeah. Okay. I don't Remember got that? magic, boys. I hit good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with that, Keelon Tusk says, oh, fuck. Ow. No, for real, though. Fuck. Like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Fuck. That hurts. Like, I know the story and stuff, but fuck. Wow. Shut it. Shut it off. He says, no, don't do that again, though. Ouch. Fuck. Wow. Uh, next in the order is Merle High Church. Merle is going to call lightning down. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, describe what is the spell you're doing? Call lightning? Yeah, that's a spell. Cool. Yeah. Uh, where are you aiming this at? The controls of the machine. Okay. Uh, a bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a dexterity saving throw. You'll probably get uh, uh, quite a few drones in this as well. Uh, so I'm going to make a dex save for the machine. Not going to be its strong suit. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I'm going to, no, there's no fucking way. Uh, from the cloud of drones, uh, that is a three. You're going to get quite a few drones on this. So that's 3d10 lightning damage. What do you say when it happened? Um, uh, uh, um, Keep rolling. Oh, okay. Why are you using a percentage dice? That can be thing. a 10. That's, there's 10 numbers on a percentage dice. Seven, so 70? Seven. Seven, five, and eight. Okay, so that's 20. 27. Sorry, do that math again real quick. 20. Seven, five, and eight 20. is 20. Yes, you're right. Seven, five, and eight is 20. Uh, on I was a National Merit Scholar. Oh, fuck off. Uh, okay, you take out uh, about a third of the drone swarm that had not formed into the armor with that attack. They just fall to the ground sizzling. Uh, the mechanism attached to the spire goes dark. The spire does not. Uh, I need a straight luck check from you. Roll a d20 for me. You're looking for a higher than 10. This is for dad. Oh, good. We want an 11 or higher. Say what it, did yeah, you get? Say it. One. Okay, on a one, the spire grows much brighter. And you watch, ah, damn it. you watch as Neverwinter, or as Neverwinter above goes, and comes down much, much, much closer to you. Some of the tallest buildings, the uh, Neverwinter Keep at the top of Neverwinter City, some of those spires at the top of that castle are now pretty close to the top of the Space Needle. And things are getting kind of weird on the ground of both 
areas. Gravity is starting to get very confused right now. Uh, you see so many Priuses and hot dog carts floating off the ground on your side, and you see, I don't know, fantasy Priuses floating off the ground in Neverwinter. Well, wait, Griffin. Huck's gameplay hasn't been interrupted, has it? No, the Hucks down below are still playing a great game of football. They can't be stopped. <laughs> Once the bloodlust has set in, they will never stop playing football until their enemies are... Uh, Russell Wilson is doing a great job. Right. In Denver. He's not there anymore. No, yeah, no, I know. Not. Next in the order is Keelan Tusk. Keelan Tusk looks down at you, Magnus, and says, um, hey, um, yeah, I'm really, really sorry about this. Okay. Uh, six cannons come out of his chest and point in your direction. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. Okay. Nine? No. Plus nine? No. Three. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Nine plus three? Yeah. Okay, that is... Uh, Twelve. That is unsuccessful. Thank you, uh, Six no searing thing. hot, scorching rays come firing in your direction. Uh, they blast you backwards. Uh, you're going to take 33 points of fire damage, and you are blasted backwards. You slide to a stop just at the edge of the disc. Uh, that you all are standing on 500 feet above the ground. Next in the order is the drone swarm. Uh, I'm going to say everyone here is going to make a dexterity saving throw. There we go. Wow, they're all right. 19 16, plus... 19. 3, 12, 22. 22. Merle? 17. 17, Wow. Uh, good rolls from everyone, uh, except from Garfield. Uh, oh, Garfield no. rolled a 10. Garfield is blasted by another one of these uh, scorching rays. You see that the uh, orange cat suit that she is wearing must be embedded with some sort of powerful uh, warding magic uh, because uh, the ray doesn't seem to destroy her, uh, but she is also knocked backwards uh, towards the edge of the disc. And next in the order is Taco. Taco, what do you do? Um, uh, all of a sudden... Uh Keylon is what we're going with? Yeah. Okay. I'll be honest with you. It was going to be Keyvon, but then I said Keylon the first time, and then I felt too weird to change it. He, in front of him, sees a uh, uh, the, the uh, purple glowing visage of a seven-foot-tall Mark Zuckerberg dressed as a karate kid. <laughs> and I've cast... Wait, sorry. Dressed as the karate kid? Yeah. I okay. cast Phantasmal Killer on him. And he's seeing his he's seeing hey, his worst hey, fear. Yeah, he's seeing his worst fear at an oiled up Zucker nerd <laughs> ready to just pound him into dust. But not in a romantic way. All not right. in a romantic way at all. All right. Uh wisdom saving throw. For you? Yeah, for Keelan Tusk. If must Tusk, yes. Seven. Seven is the number I rolled. That's not going to do much for you, friend. Okay. Um, he is frightened. Yeah. Yeah. Good work, man. <laughs> uh, he's also going to need to take 4d10 psychic damage. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, roll that 4d10 psychic damage, please. Uh, five. Six. 
three, six. 20. All right. All right. Uh, I all didn't right. know we were having a competing ADHD off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 20 points of psychic damage. Yeah, you see um, you see a phantasmal, you create a phantasmal seven-foot-high purple Zuckerberg who pops down in front of him, uh, and Keelan says, not like this, and this Mark Zuckerberg punches the, the drones. It doesn't affect them at all, uh, but Keelan, inside of this drone suit, you see him just... Uh, 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 uh. Uh, as he takes 20 points of psychic damage. Uh, next in the order is uh, Joaquin. Uh, Joaquin is going to take a deep breath. He says, oh, let's see if I still got it. Uh, and he puts out the finger guns and also shoots out some scorching rays at uh, a few of the drones. Uh, and... <laughs> he doesn't still have it. Tacos come out. No, he rolled a, I rolled a one. Um, and so he does shoot out rays, uh, but the only one that he hits is the one that you hack. <laughs> no! And he says, yes, I got one. Oh, no! Hacky! I'm so sorry. He says, I messed it up. I can't do this. It's cool, Joaquin. He starts to trudge back to the elevator. You were great in the lobster. No, it's fine. That was a Joaquin Phoenix joke that was in poor taste. Hey, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. There's probably not a lot of cause for magical destruction over here in this realm. That's a good point. I... Everything must be going great without like evil kings and dragons and shit. No, not really. You know... We have a hard time over here sometimes. Joaquin? Yeah. I want you to look up. Oh, this isn't good. Just, 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 just please. But it's He's not going to be like Look a, up. See where my finger's pointing? He's going to point One to something way. on your He shirt. looks up. He sees the citizens of Neverwinter City like, <laughs> That you, sucks. I don't want to look at that. I know, but it, <laughs> you would fit right in with those magical users well, I'll try, maybe not the scream. Maybe not the screaming. I have people. a family here. I. Wow. Well, okay. Will you, will you indulge me, though? Yeah, sure. We just try it, and then he hands uh, Joaquin the the umberstaff. The bumber shoot. Bumber shoot. Thank you. Okay, he says, "All right, I'll try it again," uh, and he takes aim. He is going to try and shoot scorching rays again at the drones with the bumber shoot. This time, he rolls a nineteen on yes! the dice. All he needed was somebody to believe in him. Uh, he fires a th just thick, pulsating beam of fire. Go on. Wait, hold on. Say it slower. He carves a Say it slower, Griffin. Through the drunk thick, swarm. Pulsating. A thick, pulsating. <laughs> Turgid. Ropey fucking... <laughs> And it's, you know, it's a different... It's a different... A throbbing ray. <laughs> throbbing red... Fucking pole of fire. You see drones explode left and right. Um, the drone, however, that he did hit the first time floats over to you, Magnus, and says, Did I, was I a good drone? You did great, son. Thank you. I'm going to die now. <laughs> That's how it works. Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> Is Magnus up next? Uh, yes, actually, next in the Magnus order. Magnus holds his hand out. 
summoning the Chance Lance from Neverwinter. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Now, wait a minute. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I think that the two cities of Seattle and Neverwinter are close enough now uh, that it takes a few seconds, uh, but with uh, it, I think an arc of lightning follows it. Um, so I'm going to say make a... I think it comes in pretty hot and heavy because it's flying from one As plane of existence. As he's doing it, he's running at Keylon. Okay, make a... Here's what I'm saying. You need to make an athletics check to catch this flying spear as it zooms from one plane of reality to uh, the other. That would be a 21 total. 21 total, yeah. On a 21, you catch it. It You rear back a bit from just the force of the chance lance, but you catch it, but good. As I'm jumping in the air to hit, Keelon Tusk. Okay, yeah. make an attack roll, please. Mm. With advantage, right? No, no stop! I just got... Fucking stop it! With advantage. Do you play Baldur's Gate? They don't just let you do advantage all the fucking time. Oh, it says right there, I have inspiration. From what? Yeah, so it will be a 26. You get to attack two times. What did you roll on your first roll? One. Three times. You rolled a one on your first roll. Your first attack failed. Yeah. Your second attack. 26. Yes, that is going to hit. So, and this is your third attack? Yeah. Okay. One. <laughs> it's either feast or famine. The number of ones we have rolled between these two tables tonight is... This is a D&D official dice. Yeah, well, apparently it stands for dookie and dookie. Uh, okay, so that's one hit. So I believe that's a D10, plus the normal sort of bonus. This is a D10, right? That's a D100. Travis... I know you know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. It says 49. Okay, so a four is what we're going to round that no, down to. No, it's a five. Okay, we'll you roll it to a five. Up. Okay, now we're being serious. Now uh, we're being serious. Okay, that is a... You guys love Solly, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, pretty cool. You have your chance, Lance, now. You get one hit off on Keelon Tusk. Uh, it is a five plus... What is your usual modifier? On oh, you know what, Griffin? Yeah. Are you going to tell me what your usual modifier is on an attack so that we yeah, can... Yeah, it's plus five. Okay, so a ten total. Okay. Uh, but... But? It's going to be uh, still attached to a line. Can I do a luck roll? That the chance lance is attached to a line? Yeah. Why would it be attached to a line? Because I last used it to spear a fish... When I was back and never If you roll a 20 on the dice, I will give you this. A 5% chance. Oh, no! Dad, sorry about your wet dick. <laughs> no. No, it's not attached to a line. Can we but get a now I'm for especially, our wet dick? Yeah, I'm especially... For our moistened dad, dad, please. Wet dad, it's your turn. I'm sorry, I was preparing a spell. I, love I that. gave you Claw so much time. Um, he's going to summon up Della Reese. Della Reese, the guardian of faith. Yes. Okay. Uh, guardian of faith is a spell that happens in Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. I'm looking up the rules because my dad's not going to tell them to me, apparently. Nope. 
A large spectral guardian appears and hovers in the duration in an unoccupied space of your choice. You can see within range. Okay, great. Uh, are you plopping this guardian of faith down near Kelon Tusk or near the sort of drone swarm that is uh, sort of floating around the disc? I'm going to uh, cast her uh, on top of the machine. On top of the machine. Okay, interesting. Uh, well, then this machine automatically fails its dexterity saving throw. It takes another 20 radiant damage uh, from this automatic failed save. Uh, and yeah, you see actually the tip of this machine is sheared off and falls down uh, onto the disc. Make another luck check for me. 17. Okay, yeah. Uh, on a 17, you see that the uh, this green glow that has sort of uh, filled this spire has started to fade somewhat. Uh, and the, uh, the momentum of Neverwinter above you has begun to slow. Uh, and now there's just like weird debris stuck in the gravitational pull between the two worlds, uh, but it's not sort of shrieking towards uh, Seattle in a death spiral anymore. Next in the order is, it is Keelan Tusk. Keelan Tusk is going to look at, we're going to say you, Merle. Uh, and is, he says, uh, actually, he's going to look at all of you. I'm looking at his hit points. They are not doing great. He says, okay, listen, clearly we got off on the wrong foot here. Um, if you all... We'll just be cool and let me walk away and do this cool plan I'm doing. I will give each of you one billion dollars. Is that that weird paper? Yeah, well, f in my case, it's all sort of digital. I, I some of it is going to be in the like digital. <laughs> some of it is pictures of monkeys. Um, some of it. I have I, just sort of some. I have. We get to see monkeys. These Taco are, can make monkeys. No, these are very valuable monkey pictures. And how I have, so? It would take too long to explain to you. No, explain it. <laughs> Please let Justin play. What makes it valuable? Some of it's emeralds. I have lots of emeralds. From your dad. From my dad. I have dad emeralds and monkey pictures worth a billion dollars. Stop. Think about this for real. Uh-huh. A billion dollars. And admirals. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? I'd love to be in business with you, if I'm being honest. For real? Yeah, first... This uh, is so huge for me, Taco. First, uh, I think we got to think about a rebrand. And then I cast Blade of Disaster, which cuts a big X in the machine. That's that's two me melee spell attacks that have to be uh, Shit, man. You create a blade-shaped planar rift about three feet long in an unoccupied space. Okay. Um, all right. You make two melee spell attacks with the blade, uh, each one against a creature, loose object, or structure. 
Uh, so make two spell attacks against the spire. And I think he should have advantage. No, you can't the, just do that. No, no, no why, why, Merle? Because of the timeliness of his joke. This is not... You guys keep coming up with the most bullshit reasons for advantage to take place. Okay. All right. So, uh, first... It's because he's bigger than you. First is seven plus 11, 18... Yes, that, that hits. Is 15 plus 11, 26. Both of those are going to hit for 4d12 force damage each. Okay. So, someone count for me. We got I this. Got uh, thanks, Dad. No problem. You ready, Dad? Here we go, pal. That's an 11. That's an 11. That's a 12. Jesus Christ. Hey, but the last one's a 3. 36. Okay, that's 37. one. So that's for the 37? 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 12, 3. 11, 12, 3. Okay, Fuck hold on. Off. Now we're going to go. I'm going to put you in a home. Travis. Travis. My home. Okay, now it's time for the next round of this. That's a seven. That's an eight. Seven. Jesus Christ. Four. Okay. 26. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> With that, Keelan Tusk looks around. He is pretty fucked up at this point. His drone swarm has been depleted heavily. I am the eldest boy. If you don't let me do this, this is what is built in. This is all I know how to do. It's like from Succession. Okay. Go ahead, Griff. We'll, we'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> The Space Needle buckles. Uh, Shit, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Still got Starbucks. <laughs> it buckles, though, in a fun way, uh, where all of you don't have that hard of a time sort of keeping your footing. Keelan in his uh, suit made out of drones that are struggling to stay attached to them. He has a really hard time keeping hold of the surface of the Space Needle as it tilts. And he slides, and he's holding onto the edge now, dangling over the city. And he says, okay, I've upped my offer to $2 billion each. That's so much Earth money, guys. Can I get a quick wisdom check from you? Uh, that is a, a 14 total. Just give me 4d10 damage from the continuing projection <laughs> of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Sorry. I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate. <laughs> okay. Seven, the last five, thing. Yeah. Eight. Uh, three, seven, five, eight, 23. 23. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he makes this last minute plea. The last thing he sees is a phantasmal <laughs> giant Mark Zuckerberg leans over him as he dangles off the edge of the crooked space needle. Um, and he says, uh, you know what's cooler than $2 billion? $2 trillion. <laughs> and he peels Keelan's fingers off the edge of the space needle and he falls uh, full-on Hans diehard style <laughs> down to the ground. Um, after that happens, yes, I say, uh, Merle, Taco, grab on, and I activate my tarantula gauntlet, 
so I could spider climb. You, okay. Up, uh, where did you get that from? Yeah, where did that come I from? I forgot about it until now. Yeah, no, he, went, no, he wears his gr- his gauntlet when he goes to sleep at night. It's um, it's where I keep uh, the key to my diary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you start climbing up the spire, back up toward Neverwinter, and uh, as you get close, the gravity from your home world pulls you upwards, back up toward Neverwinter, uh, and... Joaquin says, you're just going to leave without saying bye? Oh, no, We shouldn't hey, do that because he has to clean up. Will you, keep, will you do me a favor and keep the bumper shoot? And every once in a while, go out of the backyard and take a few shots. You, just, you never know. Yeah, he says, I'll stay ready for the next time. Yeah. That, that'll give us something to write another graphic novel about. Yeah. No, the, you, and, you know, don't beat yourself up. You did a good job today. He says, thanks. You know, I did my best. Mm. That's all any of us could do. The portal begins to close. And Merle casts planar ally. What? Why? What the fuck is that? Merle casts planar ally. No, Merle casts planar ally. Back through the back through the gap. You beseech an otherworldly entity for aid. A god, a primordial, a demon prince. Or you reach some, out to Jesus Christ. Or some other being of cosmic power. Son of David. Uh, I, the creature appears in an unoccupied space within range. Yes. Hey, guys, I'm back. It's I, time. I summon Clint McElroy, interplanar janitor, to help with the cleanup. To help clean up? <laughs> Clint McElroy, interplanar janitor, appears at the top of the Crooked Space Needle. He smiles in a kindly way and says, Don't worry, everyone. I'll take it from here and gets out his mop. (laughs) As he does that, the elevator doors slide open and out steps Clint (laughs) McLemore. He steps out and says, Well, time to check out the Space Needle. Whoa! He slips and slides. You see him collide and touch Clint McElroy, interplanar janitor. A pitch black sphere of unreality (laughs) begins to expand from where the two people touch. Oh, no. It begins to swallow the city of... But Griffin, we talked about this backstage. It begins to swallow the city of Seattle whole. You promised. It expands further and further outward. No. Swallowing the plane of thought and earth. Dad, how could you? Dad. Uh, your actions. Oops. <laughs> the end of Seattle everything. And Washington <laughs> and earth are destroyed in a moment. Because of Dad's cameo. And we all go to heaven. No! No! You are every living person. Clay McRoy and Kevin Sorbo go to hell. Join us next time. I don't know about everyone else. Join us next time. Those two? Join us next time as the Adventure Zone crew saves <laughs> Seattle and Earth and the whole plane of existence and Clint McElroy and Kevin Sorbo from hell in the Adventure Zone Balance Season 2. Thank you all so much for coming. <laughs> Goodbye.
Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.